Hi, and welcome to the Hingham Cast. I'm your host, Allie Donnelly. For the last 20 years, I've been a TV reporter for NECN and NBC Boston. But I've plugged in a different kind of mic to tell stories in my own backyard, here on the south shore of Massachusetts. The Hingham Cast is hyper-local, looking at the pandemic, politics, and everything in between through the lens of one small town. But the issues we explore are being faced by families across the country, like getting back to the classroom. I'm in first grade and I'm really excited to have lunch in the lunchroom with my friends. Hi, I'm Emma Joyce. I'm in third grade and one thing I like about going back to school is seeing all my friends. Hi, my name is Liam. I am in fifth grade and it's been tough and for me going back I feel like it's a good experience to see everyone in the rooms again and to feel like things are starting to get back to normal. Hi, my name is Ainsley and I'm in third grade. My teacher is amazing and I am excited to see my classmates again. Hi, I'm Maggie and I'm really excited to go back to school because I can see my friends in person. Hi, I'm Madeline, and I am in grade three. I don't love being on Zoom, and I am excited to see the rest of my friends in person. Hi, I'm Ben, and I am in first grade, and I am happy to go back to school because I get to see all of my friends in person and do my specialists in person. My name is Ellie, so I'm very excited because one of my friends are coming back, and I'm really excited. Today, we're going back to school. Take two. Here, put these, I'll hang them right here. Okay. So you have them. All right, there you go. I'm in the dressing room at a Derby Street store, picking out an outfit with my youngest, Lucy. I'll try these. Okay. Which way do I put it on? <laughs> I like it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll try it on with the pants and just okay. see. Cute. I hate clothes shopping, but this is a big deal. Now I'm on without the mask. Say cheese. Cheese. Say back to school. Back to school. My third grader is heading back to school full time after a global pandemic brutally pushed her and millions of kids like her out of the classroom and onto computers like never before. All right, here comes the bus. In Hingham, hybrid learning meant schools were split into smaller group cohorts with the majority of kids going in person for four hours, two days a week. I am a little nervous, too, because I haven't seen half of my classmates in a year. Now I'm a little bit scared about it. It's going to take a little while to get used to going back to normal, but I think I'm going to get the hang of it, and and the rest of the year I think is going to be an amazing year. So The loss for kids, resilient as they often are, has been immeasurable. I checked in with Lou just before Christmas when they were fully remote. So for people out there, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I go to East Elementary School. I'm nine years old, and my favorite animals are sloths and pandas. Awesome. I wanted to check in with you, see how you're doing with this pandemic. I mean, we've been in this crazy time for, what, eight months now? Yep. How's it been? Um, It's been different. It's been different trying to adjust to online learning and not being able to just go into school, seeing your class on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been hard to adjust. Like, I will never get used to wearing masks. She did get used to it, of course. They had to. And now the adults have to figure out how to meet all the kids where they're at and support them. Hey, Lou! Welcome home! How was your first day? It was awesome! 
Okay, kiddo, you had your first full day back at school in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Um, it feels awesome that I finally got to be with my class and we were one big group. Did it feel strange to have a full school? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it just feels weird because you're like, wait, aren't you in the other cohort? Yeah. Seeing everyone together just made me feel so happy. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Was it strange in any way? Yeah, definitely. Uh, It looked really weird because all the desks were now three feet apart, Mm -hmm. really close together. But everyone's, it's like a different seating arrangement. So like I'm on the other side of the classroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it weird to be in the gym for lunch with, you're sitting at your own table and you're not really talking to other kids? Is that lonely? Yes. Well, it's not necessarily lonely, but it's very, very different. (laughs) Yeah. Is it worth it? What do you mean? Well, like, so you're still wearing masks. Mm -hmm. You're sitting three feet apart. You know, you have to keep your distance. Mm -hmm. You're not able to kind of plunk down at a lunch table. I mean, the gym is being used for lunch where it used to be that was where all school meetings were and that's where you heard concerts and guest speakers and all those things are just massively different but you still got to go to school today Mm -hmm. so are all those things worth it to you all those losses yes definitely how come because i would give up all school meetings and guest speakers and concerts just to have my class back together after what we've gone through. What do you hope for at school? What do you hope school gives you or gives you back? Just getting back to normal, eating in the cafeteria. I mean, not having to make these new schedules and have to sing. If we want to sing in music, we have to go outside. I just, I just want a normal school year. Yeah, yeah. As normal as normal can be. Yeah, I wonder what that'll look like. I wonder what that means, you know? Mm. Like I said before, we're not at all used to this. So getting through this can prove that we can do this and that we are getting stronger. Hmm. All right, kiddo, I got to go talk to your principal. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Okay, let's take a quick break. If you like listening to the podcast, log on to thehinghamcast.com and sign up for our emails. We'll send you a note once a week to alert you to new episodes. Our website was designed by Donna Mavramatis and her awesome team at Mavro Creative. We've got all our past episodes there, photos, and, you know, if you're just dying to know more about me. Okay, back to our conversation. I want to bring in my next guest, East Elementary School Principal Tony Keaty. Hey, Tony. Hey, Allie, how's it going? Good, good. How was your day? It was a great day. Yeah? Tell me why. It was just great to see the kids all come back together again. You know, some of these uh, kids haven't seen classmates or friends yeah. uh, in over a year. Yeah. Or they've seen them only on Zoom. So today they got to come together as a school community, and it was just, it was just great fun. The, you know, the kids were great. What was it for you to have all your kids, so to speak, in the same building at the same time, was it emotional? Yeah. Um, like I've always said this, you know, when I, when we opened this school, you know, 11, 12 years ago now, I always said like, you know, uh, a school is a building, you know, it doesn't become a school until you fill it with kids. 
And so today, really, once again, it's that same feeling of now it, it's back to where it should be, you know, a place full of, of kids and learning, and it's just a great place to be. You know, school is all about connecting. So how is that kind of push-pull of being together, but still doing those things to stay apart physically, like the desk distance, the the you know the lunch in the gym all spaced out how is that kind of dichotomy of those two things i think this the you know the staff's been doing a great job on trying to really make the day as normal as can be the teachers do a great job of of just trying to create activities and lessons that allow kids to still move around the room keep their distance and making it just feel like it's a welcoming environment mm. they feel the stress of the distancing, you know, when you walk around the building. And I think just that's just through the staff efforts and their commitment, you know, to the best best welfare of the kids. Is that stress, looking around as the adult, seeing, you know, kind of checking on the distancing and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think it, it is definitely stressful because it's not normal. You know, yeah. you just, you know, an elementary school is usually just, it's, it's just a happy place to be. And you've got kids just like, they like to be together and close together. That's just what kids are. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit stressful for adults because it's out of the norm. And certainly for, for some staff members, you know, obviously there's some health concerns because, you know, we feel like we have a, a, a safe environment. But as with any situation, you know, there are some health concerns. But the staff, once again, has just been doing a great job in figuring out how to navigate to that for themselves and still provide the best environment for the kids. Yeah. What do you see as the pain points for your school kids this past year? Definitely the, the lack of connection to their, their friends, their peers, um, the frustration of learning in a remote environment, you know, um, the frustration that causes families. Mm. You know, in in-person learning, it's easy for a teacher to kind of circulate around the room and figure out pretty quickly who's having some struggles, who's getting it, who needs just a little bit more attention. And you can, you can stop by a desk you know, and give a student five, 10 minutes uh, of your undivided time to get them back on track or to answer a question, easily done. Mm-hmm. In a remote environment, you just can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's hard for the kids to kind of tune in. They just weren't they just weren't designed to learn that way. Yeah. Do you have any sense of? I mean, me personally, I probably shouldn't say this to the principal, but I'm not so <laughs> concerned about the academics for elementary or for for honestly for anything this year. But, and I know that's not a popular opinion. But how do you measure any ground lost, or what do you think it is? So I think we'll we'll be able to kind of address the academic uh, issues, you know, over the next you know few years. You know, it's not going to be one year back on track. But you know, what we forget is is kids are amazingly resilient. Mm. If you look through history, the kids have gone through and and survived some really kind of horrific situations. Mm-hmm. So I kind of go back to that idea: our kids are going to be okay, and we'll get them back on track. You know, academically. So it's just, once again, a question of time and patience, you know, we'll make up those academic shortfalls. And I think um, what kids can really walk away with now, I think, is hopefully a sense of really, of of what it means to be resilient. Mm. You can't teach resiliency and you can't fake it. Resiliency only really comes when you are truly challenged and have to kind of draw from within Mm. through a tough situation. So I kind of remind kids, you know, I tell my own sons, if you can make it through this, you know. You're, you're in a good place. You've got what it takes to do anything you want. You know, this hopefully will boost some kids' confidence. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a great vantage point. What about, I mean, you know, there's lots of hope on the horizon with vaccinations and 
other things, but there's still a lot to slog through and what the fallout might be. What's your focus in terms of social emotional? Uh, quite a bit. So, you know, Hingham has invested quite a bit of resources and time into our social emotional programming, implementing the toolbox program. You know, we do responsive classroom. We've got a number of things in place. So social emotional kind of comes um, almost near the top because that's the only way that you're going to really tr- make true academic progress in any environment, mm-hmm. whether it's or non-COVID. Yeah. And I don't mean this in a political way, but do you have the resources you need to, I mean, obviously social emotional health, like you said, was a big focus at East and all of the elementary schools in Hingham before this happened, but now it's kind of a bigger onslaught, no matter how resilient kids are, they're, they're going to be kids who are facing, you know, new levels of food insecurity or parents with job loss or, you know, stressors or abuse at home. So do you have the resources you need to kind of fulfill that need in the kids? Yeah, I think we're in a pretty good place. I mean, always, you know, the, the more resources you have, the, the, the more um, thorough you can do of a job, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think we're, we're, we have a pretty good at identifying families in need. Uh, we have a phenomenal uh, counseling department. You know, our adjustment counselors at the elementary level are really good about connecting with families and trying to figure out the best way to help them, direct them towards resources. The community has been always been great. You know, whenever we've had a, a family who's had some struggles, whether it be an unforeseen accident, we've had families who've had um, lost everything in a fire. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the resources for the students, you know, I think we're we're in a good place. I think we'd like to to be able to offer, you know, a really well thought out tiered system of supports, which is what we're we're trying to put into place for the next uh, several years, mm-hmm. um, because that way we can better meet the needs of all learners. You, you've got some kids who are probably um, struggling a little bit. You've got kids, some kids who are probably right on track. And you've also got some kids who are really kind of yeah. uh, picking up the pace and might need something a little bit above and beyond. And we want to really strive to meet the needs of all kids. I mean, that's really our job and our goal. So I'll never turn down any resources. You know? <laughs> Let's take a quick break here to give a shout out to our media partners at the Hingham Anchor. If you want to put faces to these voices and see some great back-to-school photos, head to hingamanchor.com. Okay, back to our conversation. You know, we talked about kids a lot, and I'm going to circle back to them, but what's your feeling on the best way to support teachers and staff? And, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of stress around vaccinations and kind of other issues, but just in terms of how do we support them? You know, I, I think everything that the Hingham community has done is is great examples of, of what can, what you can do. You know, families have been wonderful in terms of donating supplies, um, being very flexible with regards to scheduling and technology difficulties. Mm-hmm. I mean, our PTOs in town, you know, the effort they went through to help secure vaccination appointments for staff, I think is just amazing. You know, you know, some of our families just went online and stayed with it until they're able to secure a vaccine appointment for a, a teacher who they don't even know. And yeah. I, that's amazing. Have you been vaccinated? Yeah, I've been lucky enough. Uh, it did work out for me. So, yeah. In terms of stressors for teachers in the past year, it's it's been pretty heavy load. How are you taking care of them socially and emotionally? I think we try to make, once again, um, Hingham has access to an employee assistance program, so we, we try to remind them that there is 
services available for staff 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and have access to uh, a therapist themselves or an immediate family member right away. Mm-hmm. Try to be thoughtful about uh, what we ask of staff, mm-hmm. patience and compassion. If, if a teacher needs some time to deal with a family issue, then we're going to make sure they can do that. You know, I have this mantra, the family comes first, you know, and mm-hmm. the teacher walks through the door. Our hope is that whatever they're dealing with in their personal lives is, is in a good place so they can, they're here, you know, ready to go forward and help and focus on the kids. Yeah. Have you made any pledges or promises personally for what you want to accomplish in the weeks and months and years ahead? To me, it's always about this needs to be a place where every kid feels value, accepted and understood. You know, and that's just more important now than ever. But that to me has always been my mission for, for our students. And that continues to be that. It just takes on a slightly different form because some of the stressors that our kids are facing are new. Some families are dealing with some of their, their own medical needs, sick family members. You know, a lot of our families had a really tough time making the decision to send their kids back to school. You know, as much as we celebrate coming back to in-person learning for a lot of our families, that was a tough decision because, mm-hmm. you know, they have um, a family member living with them who's at risk. Mm-hmm. So they had to make a very careful decision about having their kids come to school. Although, the, I mean, the research is pretty clear. What we're seeing with our own numbers is we haven't seen any in-school transmission, I think, other than one minor incident with Plymouth River School earlier in the year. We think we have a pretty safe environment. But I think if you have a family member who's health compromised, yeah, it's, it's going to give you some, some reason to, cause, to pause and think it through carefully you know, before you send your kid to school. And so... You know, we we just try to be thoughtful about that. Yeah. And respond to what their needs are as best we can. Yeah. And if you could leave folks, parents, kids with one thought or one more thought, what would that be? You know, I kind of go back to, to my mantra, which is, you know, resilience is the key to life. You know, like this is really, this has tested you and, and ki- I tested our, our school community, our kids, and, and they've done it. You know, so many of them have just... They've made it through. You know, we're not quite through there yet. I mean, we still got some work to do, but you know, we've come so far and worked so hard that they should be proud um, and walk away with that feeling of confidence. Like, if I can handle this, I really can handle pretty much anything. I'll be okay. Nice. Tony Kitty, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate the chance to talk to you. It was great. Don't leave just yet. We've got a treat for you after the credits. So let me thank my podcast partner, the terrifically talented producer-editor Kristen Keefe and Boston College intern Ellie Formasano. We'll be back. Soon you'll see. You'll remember how it used to be. We'll leave you with a special song from middle school chorus teacher Christopher Landis. It's his own rendition of You'll Be Back from Hamilton. I'm Allie Donnelly. Talk to you soon. No more mask. Come this fall. We will have a blast. We'll have a ball. And we'll sing beautifully until you leave the middle school in 2023. La da 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 da